Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. It's May Day Monday. There's been a lot of frauds and faking in the sports world. I'm here to I'm here to point them out. I'm your host, OG, and as always, if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. I got the real. Let's dive in. Let's get started with that college football for over this weekend. A lot of good games. We're gonna run them down for you. First, we're starting with Alabama versus Texas AM. Well, it was bound to happen at some point. Jimbo Fisher became the first former assistant to take down old Nick. The Aggies finally got the number one quarterback back, and it turned into a, a team that everybody thought they would be at the beginning of the year. Bama's defense forgot to get off the bus. The offense finally got going in the second half, but energized by the home crowd, the Aggies, the Aggies got it done. Got it done with a field goal with nothing left on the clock. There's nothing St. Nick could do but grin and bear it. Let's go number two, Georgia, versus number 18, Auburn. Let's just say dogs all day. As I said Friday, only Georgia could lose this game. Bo Nix was hammered all day, and the dogs rolled. Number three, Iowa versus Penn State. It was all Nittany Lions early in the game. Then the Lions quarterback was injured. and was all down here from there. Iowa took the lead and never looked back. Number six, Oklahoma against Texas, the Red River Shootout. We talking about Vince Young Day. The Horns jumped out, scoring on the first place, 75 yards. Looked like it was going to be a route. But Oklahoma's coach finally had the guts to bench poor playing Spencer Rattler. And right off the bench, straight from the DMV, Caleb White came in, and the comeback was on. The Texas D folded, and Mr. Brooks put an end to Vince Young Day with a 52-yard dash up the middle to seal the Longhorns' fate. Sad, sad. Vince didn't deserve that. Let's go number seven, Ohio State versus Maryland. The Buckeyes destroyed the Terrapins from the tip. Oh, where, oh, where have the Terrapins gone? We don't know. The coach doesn't either. It was a tragedy. Number nine, Michigan versus Nebraska. I said on Friday the Cornhuskers have almost put it together, and they gave the Wolverines all they wanted. But Martinez coughed it up late, and the new-look Wolverines survived. Moving on to number 10, BYU versus Boise State. Well, the Cougars of BYU ran into the former upset Kings of College. For the most part, the Broncos reminded BYU how they got that name. The lead They took the lead in basically the whole game and stopped BYU's impressive run. Michigan State versus Rutgers. The first half was everything you would want in a football game, but the Spartans pulled away in the second half for the win. Number 13, Arkansas versus Ole Miss. Both teams licking their wounds from last week, and both came to play. The game was action-packed, with Ole Miss jumping out first, then being tracked down by the Razorbacks' three-headed monster. It went into overtime. The Razorbacks went for two to win it all on the road, but came up short. Ball game, Ole Miss. Number 14, Notre Dame. Versus the Virginia Tech Hokies, the Irish were unsure as to who they were going to start at quarterback. But Conan got the nod and led the Irish past the Hokies team, who let few opportunities get away and ended up losing by three. Okay, number 16, Kentucky versus LSU. Well, the Wildcats beat Florida, and I, for one, didn't give them their, give them their proper respect. Well, Kentucky, you have my attention and my apology. They embarrassed the Tigers and made it look easy. Coach O. It's all over but the crime. You're not even on the hot seat. You're sitting on a volcano. Tiger Nation, I got two words for you. Tom Herman. Moving on. 
Number 19, Wake Forest versus Syracuse. The Demon Deacons continue to impress. Locked in a tight one with the with the orange men, and they pull it out late. Number 20, Florida versus Vandy. This was not pretty as Florida rolled. Vandy should have never got off the bus. Number 24, SMU versus Navy. SMU shows they belong in the top 25 by hanging in there. Seven-point win over the midshipmen. And number 25, San Diego State versus New Mexico. The Aztecs as well showed they belong in the top 25 with a blowout of the Lobos. Okay, the other notable games paying attention to on Saturday, West Virginia against the Baylor Bears. The Bears bounce back once again. Shout out to my daughter Trinity as they steamrolled the Mountaineers. Florida State versus UNC. If there was ever a silver lining to a season, this had to be it. As the Seminoles channeled some ghosts of old teams and dominated the once thought to be top of the conference Tar Heels. Sam Howell looked average. Mack looked like he was about to have an artery. This still might not be enough to save Norville's job at the end of the season. We'll see. TCU versus Texas Tech. The Horned Frogs put on an offensive clinic, and the Red Raiders failed to show, show, show up on defense once again. Shout out to my guys. Number seven, Adrian Fry. 32, Tyreek Matthews. The Raiders need a change at the top and at quarterback. Moving on. Utah versus USC. Looks like the honeymoon is over in Trojan land. For interim head coach Dante Williams, I wish him the best, but as but the youth handled him pretty easy. I don't think he'll be long for that job. Then we're going to check in with our HBU check-in, of course. Jackson State rolled over Alabama A&M. Coach Prime is not playing with these guys. After some less than flattering remarks by the A&M coach, Coach Prime took the high road. Well, in this case, he took a bridge. This was a beatdown of epic proportions, 61 to 15. Coach Prime made sure all the lights on the scoreboard worked, but it's not, as all, it's not all about the get back or the revenge, as Coach Prime told the AM coach when it was all over. We're all in this together. Okay, let's move along. Let's get to the big boys yesterday, Sunday, Sunday football. We had some good games. Let's start with Atlanta versus the Jets, which was the early game yesterday. Well, London got a taste of American football, not the best two teams to represent. The sport, but the game was pretty good. Matty Ice picked apart the Jets' defense while Zach Wilson increased its interception total. The Jets managed to get a little something going, but the Falcons put enough distance for the seven-point win. Green Bay versus Cincinnati. This was a wild one. It was a game of field goal, field goal fertility. Five field goals missed in, four, in a four-minute span. The Packers, Crosby, usually automatic, was a mess. But he got it together in OT to send the upstart Bengals to their second loss. Detroit versus Minnesota. I thought this would be a hard-fought game, and it was basically a tale of two halves. The Vikings controlled the first half, and the Lions mounted the comeback but fall short. All I got to say is Dan Campbell, the coach, I know he's a good guy, but if you're going to lead men, you can't be on TV crying like you're about to have a nervous breakdown. You know what kind of message that sends. And I was rooting for you. I hope you got another chance after the Miami job. But guy, you can't do that. If you're, you need a therapist. That was, that was brutal. Uh, yeah, you need to talk to somebody. That was ridiculous. But hey, moving on. Denver Vince Pittsburgh. Well, I guess the home cooking got the Steelers over the hump today, and so so did Najee Harris in the ground game. Teddy Two Gloves was average, and the Denver offense stalled. 
Steelers for the win and some respectability. Miami versus Tampa Bay. The Brady Bunch basically took the Dolphins to the woodshed. It was okay for a quarter. Then the machine, that is the Tampa offense, took over. Miami, no chance. No tour, no chance. New Orleans versus the Washington football team. Once again, Riverboat Ron is happy with his quarterback situation. But somebody need to tell Mr. Heineke he was throwing for he was throwing to the wrong team for most of the game. Famous James was shaky again, but he put it together. And the imposters that are the Washington football team defense disappointed again. Washington football team loses. Philly versus Carolina. Jalen Hurts once again took on the took the challenge, took the criticism, and put Philly on his back with a little help. This kid is dangerous. Sam Donald is what I told you he was. Turnover machine. Three picks. Mr. Hurts closed the door just like he did at Alabama. Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Well, the media came to Urban Meyer's defense with a scandal surface, but they couldn't save the Jags from Mr. Mr. Henry this weekend. He did not disappoint. The Titans made, the, the Titans made Urban Meyer think about retiring all over again. Then we had New England versus Houston, the Texans. The Texans pushed around. The Texans pushed New England around for most of this game. Charlie Tech checkdown was battered, but the Texans brain trust, i.e. the coaches, terrible decisions down the stretch, gave New England just enough to get it together to win the game by a field goal. Shame on the Texans coaches. Chicago versus the Raiders. Another scandal. After this John Gruden scandal this week, maybe his team really didn't want to play for him. In any case, it sure looked like it. Justin Fields is 2-0 as a starter. What was all that nonsense about him not being ready? Khalil Mack remembers getting shipped out the door when uh, John Gruden got there. And revenge was sweet. Uh, Raider Nation, you got a problem. Cleveland Versus the Chargers. Oh, what a shootout. I told you, Mr. Herbert is for real. Mr. Herbert is definitely for real. And I knew the Browns defense had to show up, but they didn't. Mr. Her Mr. Herbert showed Baker what a real one looks like. Baker played well, but not well enough to lead his team past the Chargers. This was a wild one. 47-42. But like I said, Herbert is for real. We got the Giants versus Dallas. These games are always close no matter what the records are, just not this time. The Cowboys pounded the Giants with the run game. Zeke looked like old Zeke. Then the Giants walking wounded continued. First Saquon went down with a badly sprained ankle. Then shame on Jason Garrett for trying to run Daniel Jones. Concussion courtesy of the Dallas D. Along with a wide receiver Galladay. Oldest guy Mr. Diggs. Pick number six. Dak dissected the defense. Cowboys in a route. Yeah. We them boys. 49ers versus Arizona. It wasn't pretty. Kyler Murray and the bomb squad were held in check for the most part, but timely catches by D-Hop put the Cardinals in position to pull it out. Trey Lance's first start wasn't what he hoped it would be, but as I told you, Shanahan was going to mess this up. And he's going to mess it up. Moving on. Bills versus the Chiefs last night. The Bills. The Bills second. The Bills had to shake off 
this hangover they had for the for the first couple of games. This early season, I guess the expectations for uh, Josh Allen were too high. But this lackluster defense by the Chiefs, he picked it apart. Bills had it rolling, and the Chiefs couldn't catch up. Well, the defense couldn't catch up. So we need to slow the roll on the Super Bowl talk for the Chiefs. They're last in the division. Yes, last in the division. Patty Mahomes is one man. He can't do it alone. He needs some help, defensive help. That's pretty much all I had for the uh, for football yesterday. Like I had a lot of good games. We can go into the event of the weekend, boxing, the Fury versus Wilder trilogy. I mean, it lived up. It lived up to the hype. It lived up to the hype. I don't think it would. Lived up to the hype, but I didn't think it would. I thought Fury's 15 minutes of fame were up. He came in with a plan. He executed it. Wilder, on the other hand, had no plan, no strategy. Just hit him and hope he fall. Wilder has all the heart in the world, but no real skills to speak of. Boxing is called a sweet science for a reason. Fury respected his craft, and Wilder did not. Fury had the whole bag. Wilder was a one-trick one pony. Maybe now he'll listen. But chances are he won't. Remember, he's the same guy who said Mark Breland. He didn't know. He said Mark Breland didn't know what he was doing or didn't know what he was talking about. For you youngsters, Google Mark Breland, Olympic gold medalist, and at one time considered one of the best to ever do it. But Dante Wilder didn't want to listen to him. So now what do we got in the heavyweight division? We got the Gypsy King and nobody else. Imagine that. More on boxing. Joshua gathered up enough courage to enact the clause in his contract for a rematch against Usyk. I'll watch because I'm a boxing fan, but as I said, Joshua's bad for the sport. Then, Ryan Garcia is finally over his mental health issues. I'm not belittling him. I'm just saying the only issue he had was that his mandatory was Devin Haney. After not having to fight Devin Haney, another, another coward, Joseph Diaz Jr., a former champion, is not a pushover. And hopefully he, he punishes Garcia. The fact still remains. Devin Haney is still waiting at 135 and will be there until you grow a pair. Talking to you, Ryan Garcia. Then our favorite guy, Javante Davis, is about to fight Rolando Romero. Nobody knows who this guy is. Why would you go to 140? Get a belt, drop back down, and fight a guy at 130, 135 with no belt, no draw, no rep. Because like Garcia, you don't want to fight Haney. You don't want to fight Lomachenko. Because he probably is going to get beat. Javon needs to take the skirt off and fight somebody. It's ridiculous. So you went to, you went to 140, you know, for what? Because you was bored? And you keep talking about the bag, the money? Yeah, those guys I just named, that's the bag, the money, the prestige, everything. These guys, sports today have made competition a bad word, and it sucks. Then, we, of course, we have Teofimo Lopez and Camp Stupid. Don't know when this fight's going to, with Cambos is going to take place, or if it's ever going to take place. Even if it happens after the last promotional mishandling, nobody wants to see it. So, they're going to lose money either way. He also needs to grow a pair and fight somebody of substance. Or if you're that scared, go up to 140. Everybody's going to 140 to hide. 
Maybe I have to put in a call to, er call to Earl Spence and tell him to drop down to 140 for, for a couple of months to make some real money because these guys sure don't want it. And of course, uh, November the 10th, Crawford versus, I mean, excuse me, November the 12th, you got Crawford versus Porter. We get to see some real fighters. Two that are not scared, that are not scared of each other, not scared of anybody. And what the, they want it all, the, the, the belts, the prestige, the fame. <sighs> I'm going to pray for boxing. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to pray for boxing. Okay, switching to Major League Baseball. The Astros lead the White Sox 2-1 to one in the series. Uh, the signs stealing rumors about the Astros. They're back at it again. The White Sox are saying they're stealing signs. If you ever play baseball, you know everybody steals signs to a certain degree. Maybe not to the degree that the Astros used to win the World Series a couple of years back, but, I mean, stop crying, White Sox. Even up the series, then cry, okay? How about that? We got Tampa Bay and the Red Sox are now tied at 1-1. One one. We got the Brewers and the Braves tied at 1-1. One and, one, and the Dodgers and the Giants are also tied at 1-1. One one. Competition, competition, competition. I like it. Then we have the WNBA Finals. The Chicago Sky versus the Phoenix Mercury. Candace Parker signed with the hometown team. Leaving the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, and it's paid off as they handled the dynamic duo Grinder and Tarasi in game one. It's going to be a good series, though. I think they're going to come back. I think Tarasi's maybe a little bit past it. Candace is, too, to a certain extent, but she's still one of the best to ever do it, and she's got some help. Although Brittany Grinder's going to be Brittany Grinder, she's going to dunk on somebody. That's what she does. But. Still, after seeing them last night, I'm going to roll with the sky. Not just because I like Candace, because I think the Mercury have finally passed it. Okay, we had a, a football poll that I have going on with the guys, uh, some of my listeners. Uh, and uh, your boy OG won this week. Yeah, I came out on top this week. So we had Slack Jr., we had Kieran, we had Biz, we had Ghost. And you had your boy. And I came out on top this week. Thank you for your participation. Um, I still think I'm going to win at the end of the year and uh, buy my own jersey. Now, in the NBA, the preseason has started. I wasn't really paying attention to it. But it has started, so I said, let me take a look. All eyes on the Lakers. I was one, at, one of the people going on record saying this could work. But it's going to be a lot of ego checking. Maybe the Lakers didn't hear me. So I'll say it again. Eagles need to be checked, starting with LeBron. Even though they got Bodie wearing a dress, he is not giving up the ball to LeBron and go spot up in the corner. It's not happening. Outside the game, they look horrible, slow and old. Even though the bunch is mostly playing, the, the bench is mostly playing, but yeah, I just don't. I want to see how it's going to mesh. Vogel's not that guy. He's never been that guy. And Jason Kidd wanted that job, but he took the Mavericks job because they were taking too long. I don't see him meshing these guys unless they can have a coming to Jesus and somebody's coming off the bench, preferably Russ, and, and they do what they do. Like I said, I still say it, it could happen, but it's going to it's gonna have to be a whole lot of home hand-holding and singing kumbaya. This is not going to be easy by any stretch. Enough about the Lakers. Ben Simmons is still out there in his own world, losing 400, 400K a day with no leverage. Hey, he's a genius. Then we have Kyrie, 
getting set to play no home games. And the fact that the Nets are cool with it <laughs> is crazy. Take the ban off Nets. You don't. It's not league mandated. So why would you? If you if you're one of your star players, you need them to not necessarily need them to win a championship, but you would like to have them. You'd like to have all your bullets in your gun. Nobody made you put that mandate up. The league did not. You can fix it. Take it down. Stop looking like idiots. If the league mandates it, then hey. Kyrie's going to have to deal with the consequences. Because as you know, he's not going to back down. He's for his people. Whatever he's on, he's on, and he's not getting off of it. He knows even if he gets traded from, from the Nets, somebody will pick him up. He's that talented. This kid was a number one pick. Come on. I mean, he's a little spacey, but it is what it is. Nets, you can fix the problem. Well, that's it for Mayday Monday. It's your boy OG, and as always... I'm out.